one day, two non-athletes woke up and said, hey, let's do a sports podcast. These courageous warriors faced great obstacles such as mediocre microphones, Skip Bayless, and Matt Hendrickson. This is The Unathletic. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Unathletic. Uh, it's been a while. It's been about two weeks since we had our last episode, and um, it's just me today, just me, Nate. Uh, ben is busy with work. You know, now that he's graduated, he's got a lot going on, working for Fox Sports San Diego. So it's just going to be me today, um, and it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode. I'm just really going to uh, give you my World Cup preview, my World Cup predictions, and then talk a little bit about the state of a team that's not going to the World Cup, the U.S. men's national team, talk about the state of U.S. soccer and kind of where things are going right now. But um, yeah, just to uh, reiterate what this show's about, you know, we talk about the sports and stories that we want to talk about, stuff that may not get enough attention on major sports networks, but I mean, with the World Cup coming up, that's something that's going to be getting a lot of attention on major sports networks, but you know, Ben and I, how much we love soccer, and I love the World Cup, I, you know, it's one of the best, uh, if not the best sporting event on the planet, and I'm, I'm extremely excited um, for what's about to happen in the world of soccer over this next month, but um, let's get right into my predictions. Um... So, starting out in uh, Group A, this group with uh, Uruguay, Egypt, the host Russia, and Saudi Arabia. And if you look at this group, um, I think Uruguay is by far and away the best team in this group. And then Egypt, there's some questions with with Mo Salah. Uh, Russia, from what I've seen from Russia, they are extremely bad. And Saudi Arabia, um, the same way. So, I'm going to go with Uruguay to finish top of the group and Egypt to finish second. Even with the injury to Mo Salah, I think Egypt... Uh, still finds a way to get through because Russia and Saudi Arabia are just not very good sides. Uh, moving on to Group B with Portugal, Spain, Morocco, and Iran. Uh, I think you know Portugal and Spain by far are, are not by far away, but are, are clearly the two best teams in this group. I think Spain is is certainly in my top five, one of the favorites going into this World Cup. And you know Portugal has has talent. We know obviously with with Cristiano Ronaldo, but Portugal kind of has a history. You know we saw four years ago uh, them not being able to get out of the group with. Um, Germany, uh, the United States, and Ghana. So, uh, you know, we, we never know what could happen with Portugal, but I, I do think that they will get through. I got Portugal, I'm sorry, Spain finishing first, Portugal finishing second, Morocco finishing third, and uh, Iran finishing fourth. Moving on to Group C with uh, France, Australia, Peru, and Denmark. I think France is, you know, clearly the best team in this group, but with these other three teams, with Peru, Denmark, and Australia, I think you can make a clear argument for any one of those teams. You know, with Peru's captain, um, who was suspended, but it will be back for the will be back for the World Cup. I think that that kind of for me puts them as the second best team in this group. But Denmark has Christian Eriksen, one of the best midfielders in the world, and I don't I don't really think that there's much separating Peru, Denmark, and Australia. But I'm going to go with Peru. I think that any country that makes it out of South American qualifying, the the grueling, grinding South American qualifying shows just how good they are on the international level. So I'm going to go with France to finish first, Peru to finish second, Denmark to finish third, and Australia to finish fourth. Uh, moving on to Group D with Argentina, Nigeria, Iceland, and Croatia. And, you know, this this is another interesting group because, I, again, Argentina, 
is probably the clearly the best team in this group. But Argentina, we you know we never know what's going to happen. You, there's Messi and then there's everyone else, and you really don't know what could happen with the guys surrounding Messi. Um, Nigeria, I think by far and away has the best kits in the World Cup. Uh, Croatia, we know about you know guys like Rakitic and Luka Modric, the talent that they have, and then Iceland. Iceland is the wild card because Iceland, this is their first ever trip to the World Cup. Um, we know what they did at the 2016 Euros, and we know about Iceland. They're pragmatic. They don't make mistakes, and um, they could be a, a really tough challenge. That's going to be a very interesting game, that first match between Argentina and Iceland. Um, that's what, a, what a challenge for Iceland in their first ever World Cup game. They get to take on Messi. Uh, but I'm going to go with Argentina and Nigeria uh, to come out of this group. I think that um, when you look at Nigeria, Iceland, and Croatia, there's not much separating them, but uh, I just feel like Nigeria, with um, the talent that they have, some talent that plays in the Premier League, I see them uh, finishing second with Argentina finishing first. Uh, now moving on to Group E with Brazil, Costa Rica, Serbia, and Switzerland. Uh, I think for a lot of people, Brazil is the best team in this tournament. Uh, a lot of the predictions that I've seen, they are the team that a lot of people are predicting to win it. To win it. And um, obviously, I have them uh, finishing first in this group. But I actually have Costa Rica finishing second. And I, you know, we saw what Costa Rica did at the 2014 World Cup. And I am, you know, a little biased because I have watched a lot of Costa Rica in CONCACAF. I know they haven't looked great in the friendlies, but um, the way that they, the way four years ago that they were able to defend with how good Keylor Navas was, I have uh, Costa Rica finishing second. And I, I guess um, you could say that that's my kind of big hot take for the group group stage is that uh, Costa Rica will get out of the group uh, finishing second with Brazil finishing first, uh, Switzerland finishing third, and Serbia finishing fourth. Moving on to Group F with uh, Germany, Mexico, Sweden, and uh, South Korea. And actually, this might be my big group stage hot take. That Sweden finishes second and gets out of the group over Mexico. Mexico fails to make it out of the group stage. And um, people, you know, you can say that I'm just a assaulting U.S. men's national team fan. Seeing our rivals make it to the World Cup uh, and not us. But um, I don't know. There's just a lot going on with this Mexico team. We had the incidents with the escorts, uh, the escort party. And we don't know what it's going to be like for them um, getting out onto the field for the first time. Whether that's going to be a distraction or, or, or whatnot. And the reality is, is that this Mexico team just has not looked good um, in these pre-World Cup friendlies. And... Um, I just, I just do not see Mexico getting out of the group. I think that they, this could be a disaster of a World Cup uh, for Mexico. And then I, I got Germany finishing first in this group. I think that you know Germany winners four years ago. Um, there's not much you can say about the Germans that hasn't already been said. They're just you know whenever they come to these major tournaments, doesn't matter you know whether they've struggled in these pre World Cup friendlies. Whenever they come to these major tournaments, you know the Germans are going to be a, a threat to win it all. And so um, yeah, I mean can't can't really add much to say about Germany. Uh, second to last group, Group G, with uh, Panama, Tunisia, uh, England, and Belgium. Uh, I mean, a lot has been said about the Belgian golden generation, and is this the time for this uh, golden generation of Belgian players to finally, you know, do something in a major tournament? And, uh, you know, I've got them finishing first in this group. Um, I, you know, for me, and with England, I, I just, I don't know what to make of England, you know. Uh, I think that England, they have a history of, in these major tournaments, crashing out. You know, didn't make it out of the group stage in the 2014 World Cup. Uh, crashed out of 2016 Euros, losing to Iceland. Uh, they'll get out of this group. They'll get out of this group. But, you know, I, I, I will get to my, my uh, knockout stages uh, in, in a minute. But uh, England, this, I don't know if this is going to be a, a pretty World Cup for a pretty World Cup for England. This could be another uh, crash out of the... Uh, crash out of the round of 16 uh, but I got Belgium finishing first England finishing second Tunisia finishing third and Panama 
uh, finishing fourth in their first ever World Cup appearance. And then finally, last but certainly not least, Group H with uh, Colombia, Senegal, Japan, and Poland. Uh, Colombia, uh, four years ago, James Rodriguez exploded onto the scene and um, winning the Golden Boot. And uh, I got Colombia finishing first in this group with Senegal finishing second. Um, Senegal obviously led by uh, Sadio Mane of Liverpool. Uh, I know Poland's got uh, Lewandowski, and you know I, I've um, well, I, I've been very critical of Lewandowski in the past, but uh, I just he doesn't have the same talent uh, at Poland that he does when he had, when he's at Bayern Munich. So I don't see them getting out of the group. I got Colombia finishing first, Senegal finishing second, Poland finishing third, and Japan finishing fourth. And now we move on to the round of sixteen, starting off with. Uh, Uruguay and Portugal. Uh, I got Uruguay in this in this match. Like I said, Portugal, you know, uh, has a history at, at some of these major tournaments. I understand they won 2016 Euros, but they were very pragmatic in what they what they did at 2016 Euros. And I got Uruguay. I just think that um, there's a better team than Portugal. France and Nigeria. I got France. Um, you know, I, I think that it's going to be a nice run from Nigeria to get to the round of 16. But I just think France, when you look at the talent that they have, they're just a better team uh, than Nigeria is. Uh, Brazil and Sweden. I got Brazil. Like I said, uh, a lot of people have, are picking Brazil as the a team to win it all. I think that for, from a talent perspective, they may be the best team in this tournament. And Sweden, um, again, nice run to get to. They had a nice run to get to the World Cup, uh, beating Italy. They're going to get out of that. It would be nice for them to get out of that group, but I don't see them getting past the round of 16. Uh, Belgium and Senegal. I could talk about the golden generation for Belgium, the Eden Hazards, the Lukakus, the Kevin De Bruyne's. Um, I got Belgium, uh, like I said, just a more talented team than Senegal is. Spain and Egypt, um, as much as I like them, I think Mo Salah's uh, World Cup run ends in the round of 16. Um, Spain, uh, another one of the, I, I would say that um, in the in the top five contenders, uh, and I just think that um, they, they just have more talent than Egypt does. Uh, Argentina and Peru, nice little battle of uh, comable uh, teams, and I got Argentina. Um, Messi is going to, like I said, we don't know what's going to happen with Argentina with the players around him, but I think Messi does enough to get them uh, past Peru into the quarterfinals. Germany, Costa Rica. I got Germany. Um, Costa Rica is going to shock a lot of people getting out of that group, but Germany, like I said, there's can't say much about the Germans and what they do what they do in these major tournaments. They're just so so good. And then uh, Colombia, England. I have Colombia. Uh, I know that um, you know, like I said, England. Has a history of crashing out of, of these big tournaments, and I think they're going to do it once again. They're going to lose to Colombia. So now into the quarterfinals, starting off with Germany and Colombia, and uh, I got Germany. I think that, uh, like I said, they're just very. You know what you're going to get from the Germans in the major tournaments, and you can almost bank it, take it to the bank that they're going to make it to the semifinals. Spain and Argentina. This is going. This is definitely, definitely a uh, could be a very potential exciting quarterfinal match if it comes to this. And I got Spain, like I said. Uh, Messi will only be able to take Argentina so far. I think that when um, in, in a match like this, he's going to need more. It's going to take more than just Messi for that for Spain to uh, sorry for Argentina to uh, go on a run. And I just don't see the other players on the team stepping up. And so um, I think it's going to be Spain advancing to the semifinals. Uh, Brazil and Belgium. Uh, the run for the golden generation of Belgium stops here. Brazil, like I said, a lot of people say they're the best team in the tournament. Uh, I think they uh, advance past Belgium. And then Uruguay and France. Uh, I'm going to go with France in this one. I think that, um, you know, when you look at France's talent um, and uh, what they have going forward, I think that it's just, um, 
it's, it's really no match for for Uruguay. Uh, Uruguay again has has some very talented players, but um, not near to the quality of, of of France. So into the semifinals, France and Brazil, a rematch of the 1998 World Cup final uh, in which. Um, Zinedine Zidane led France past uh, Brazil 3-0, and I'm going to go with France. Uh, I think that, you know, when you look at these two teams, like I said, Brazil may be a little bit more talented, but I, I think that France finds a way to get the job done um, and advance to the World Cup Finals. And um, final in the second uh, semifinal match, Spain and Germany. I'm going to go with Germany to get back to the final. Um, like I said, winners four years ago, and I think that they – have uh, just enough to get past Spain. One of my uh, concerns with Spain is that who's going to be that number nine striker? Uh, and I guess you could make the same, you could say the same thing for Germany. But I think that uh, when you look at um, kind of um, what what Germany has going forward compared to what Spain has going forward, I think there's just uh, a little less question marks. And I got I got Germany getting back to the uh, World Cup finals. And now uh, the World Cup final, France and Germany. I'm going to go with France because I think it is very hard for a team to win the World Cup, uh, to win back-to-back -back World Cups. And uh, I think that France, you know, like I said, with what they have going forward, the talent not only going forward. I mean, their front five, look at their midfield to their um, to what they've got in the attack. You know, I think that it's just as good as, as anyone in the world. And, um, you mean, you look at the players that they left off. If you can afford to leave off a Lacazette, if you can afford to leave off a Ravio, if you can afford to leave off... And Anthony Martial, I think that that shows the depth that you have on your in your squad, and I think that uh, France. The only thing that could hold France back is their manager Didier Deschamps, uh, but uh, I, I just don't think that with the talent France has, that I, I don't see them not winning this World Cup. So uh, there you had it. Uh, France is going to win the World Cup, and uh, I'm going to be in Paris in uh, the middle of July. So. That would be amazing for that to happen, for, for France to win the World Cup while I'd be in Paris. But yeah, I think that uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I think that this is going to be a tremendous World Cup, even without the United States. I, like I've said before on this show, I think that this is a World Cup that I can enjoy just as a fan instead of constantly living and dying with every kick of the ball with the United States. I can enjoy this World Cup as a fan. I'm very excited. Uh, but now, kind of shifting shifting things towards the United States and kind of what's, what's going on with, with, with them, obviously not at the World Cup. Uh, but I think that there's some, some cause for hope for, for U.S. men's national team fans uh, going forward. Uh, we have a really talented pool of players, and uh, we saw we saw what uh, what they did during these friendlies. I mean, the three nothing thrashing of Bolivia. Uh, Josh Sargent getting his first career U.S. men's national team goal. Tim Weah getting his first career U.S. men's national team goal. Uh, and then um, you know things kind of they fell back in the in a struggle. Uh, looked didn't look very good against um, Ireland, but then came back strong, put in a gritty performance against France. In Lyon uh, to get a 1-1 draw and you know it's not the result it's not the 1-1 draw that makes me excited it's about the performance it's about going to France and um, you know holding it down against a against a world power um, Zach Steffen I believe is our goalkeeper of the future and he was the man of the match match against France he was absolutely tremendous um, the central defense looked really good and uh, I mean for the first time, I think that we have options. You know, I, I was trying to kind of figure out, you know, what could our potential starting lineup be in 2022? And I really couldn't figure it out because I was like, oh, well, this guy can play here, but this guy, other guy can also play here. We have options and depth for the first time that we haven't had um, 
in years, and we got guys who are at very young ages playing in Europe. Tim Weah with PSG. Josh Sargent's going to break in, hopefully break into the Werder Bremen first team this season. Obviously, we got Christian Pulisic. We got Matt Miazgan, Matt Miazgan, Cameron Carter-Vickers. Uh, so we got we got huge huge amounts of talent. It's just going to be about you know uh, who the right manager is, and I I really think that um, you know I'm I'm really curious who they bring in as a new manager. I think it's going to be Greg Berhalter um, from the Columbus Crew, uh, but it'll be really interesting to see who it is because you know Ernie started getting the uh, GM job. Uh, and I wish him the best of luck. I'm curious to see what, what the GM job actually is besides hiring a new manager. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that there's reason for hope for U.S. soccer going forward. Um, you know, people can say, well, there hasn't been a lot of change, but um, Carlos Cordero has been really focusing on the World Cup 2026 bid. Uh, and that's something that we should actually know about on Wednesday. Um, probably this time on Wednesday, uh, we should know if we're going to be hosting the 2026 World Cup or if it's going to be hosted by Morocco. Um, so, yeah, definitely reason for optimism for, for U.S. men's national team fans. Um, but f- f- focusing on, on what's going on now, the World Cup starts on Thursday, and um, I could not be more excited. I, I'm so happy. Um, waiting four years for this, and, yeah, it sucks that the U.S. isn't there, but uh, you know what? Gives me a chance to enjoy the World Cup and enjoy the beautiful game for the beautiful game it is. So thank you for listening um, to this um, kind of short segment. Uh, hopefully uh, Ben will be back sometime soon. Um, and also hopefully we can get some some uh, guests in sometime soon. Uh, so yeah, um, thank you for listening and I hope you have a good day. Check us out on Twitter and on iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, and SoundCloud. Also check out our sports blog. Articles are released every week and our writers need your support. In the meantime, we'll be back next week.